culture, local Hemenu Shiv Gumbi Toshal Pluni. On Friday, Salman Rashdi, who's a famous novelist and author, uh, was stabbed as he was about to give a lecture in upstate New York. He was the author of, among other things, the Satanic Verses, which many Muslim people found offensive to their faith, to the point that Ayatollah Khomeini in 1989 issued a fatwa, that's a kind of a heter, giving people permission and in fact encouraging them uh, to, to murder uh, Salman Rushdie. At the time, the non-Muslim world was horrified uh, at the threatened violence and the attack on the freedom of speech and artistic expression of an author. And yet there was a very important article written this week by Graham Wood in The Atlantic, pointing out that many, including Jimmy Carter in a New York Times op-ed, sided with Khomeini uh, and claimed that we have to be sensitive to how other people feel in some ways that might take precedence over freedom of speech. But that approach uh, that, that was articulated by Jimmy Carter and expressed by others uh, Graham Wood claims has led to the cancel culture by which anyone claiming to be offended by the views and opinions of another can assassinate that person's character with impunity and destroy their careers completely. And that's considered okay. Now, of course, Carter and today's liberals would never um, tolerate or accept murder as a response to being offended by somebody's views. But character assassination and the destruction of the reputation of another person uh, is considered perfectly acceptable as a way to respond to a feeling of being offended. And this is something which unfortunately is affected even in, in the Torah world, where when we disagree with people, often instead of tackling their opinions and arguing with them from an intellectual perspective and from a content and a source perspective and a logical perspective, uh, there is often the tendency to attack the other person's character, the other person's persona. Uh, rather than to respect the individual and debate the opinion. And so it's not only in the secular world that we find character assassination and as an acceptable way to defend against offense, uh, offensiveness of opinion, uh, but even in the Torah world itself, the, the, that attitude has crept in, that method of dealing with dispute and disagreement has crept in. And we see that in the Torah, the Moral distance between murder and character assassination is not a great distance. Uh, of course, from a legal perspective, the, the distance is very great. But from a moral and ethical perspective, the Torah treats the murder, killing another person, destroying his life, depriving him of the rest of his life, as not too different from depriving a person about the value, of the value of his or her character. The Gemara says in Sota Daf Yud, Omar Zav Zutra Batuvi Omar Rav, Vamri La Omar Rabbi Yechon, Mishum Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai. This is uh, an opinion of Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai, and you'll see uh, soon why that's significant. Noach Lo La Adam Shi Apilat Small Toch Kivshan Haish, Vaal Yabin Pnei Chavera Barabim. It is preferable for a person, it's easier, it would be less uncomfortable for a person to throw himself into a furnace of fire rather than to cause another person public humiliation and embarrassment. Minal and Mitamar, we learned this from Tamar, that although she could have saved herself from death the death sentence by burning, which she was at risk of getting by humiliating Yehuda, 
she chooses not to do that, not to humiliate Yehuda, and rather to suffer the risk of herself being killed by, by stray fire, by burning. Um, and, and from that we learn, and Tosfot says that this is almost as serious as the three Averot for which one has to give one's life. Um, that one has to give one's life rather than publicly commit Averot such as idolatry, immorality, or, or murder, sometimes not, even if it isn't public, uh, this fits into that category. And the only reason that shaming a person isn't referenced together with the other three is because shaming a person isn't specifically mentioned in the Torah. Uh, it's something we learn, something we understand. We don't have to be told it specifically. We, we see it from the whole content of the Torah. But since it isn't listed as one of the forbidden activities, it isn't included in the three cardinal of Averot, which Tosfut says it really is part of it. That Noach lo le'adam means that one should rather give one's life than cause a person public humiliation. Um, and, and Tosfut points out that that implies that dina hu la'apil le'kivshan, that it, it would seem to be from, from Tosfut, sorry, the... As Fatemet points out that from Tosfut, it seems clear that that is the din, that one has to do that. He says, that seems strange to me, because other Rishonim don't say so, that it's an actual instruction that you've got to give your life instead of humiliating a person. Rather, it's an, a description of the severity of the act, action of causing a person public humiliation. But still from Tosfut appears that it's actually a requirement that we do that. And yet it's interesting because for shaming a person, there is payment. We have the payment of Boshet. And that's a payment that we've been dealing with in these last few daf of, of Ktuvot. Uh, that there is a time when one has to pay another, another person a compensation for causing them loss of dignity, for causing them shame. So Boshet can be con- compensated, shame can be compensated for monetarily, which is certainly not the case with, with murder. Uh, in, in the Pashas Masai, we learn that you're not allowed to take any form of payment as a punishment, some kind of a fine, as a punishment for murder. There is no other punishment for murder than the death sentence itself, itself or in the case of accidental murder, the Are uh, Miklat going to the, uh, to the city of, of refuge. But there's certainly no financial compensation. So very difficult to see why we would consider Boshet as anywhere near something like, like murder. And yet we need to understand that often payment is used in the Torah as a demonstration of culpability, but not really as an equitable estimation of the damage and the compensation. Because you can't compensate intangible damage to the soul with a tangible currency. And when you damage the dignity of another human being, you're damaging their soul, you're damaging something that is intangible. And no amount of money can actually compensate for that. And we see that in many, many cases, many examples. For, exa- for example, uh, one of the ways that we, a man marries a woman is through the kinyan of kesef, that he hands her a currency of value or, or gold, as we do today. When a man gives a woman a ring made from gold, that's the Kinyan Kesef. How much money does he have to give the woman in order to acquire uh, the, her in, in the rights of marriage? So we say even a Shaveh Pruta, it just has to be worth a Pruta, it has to be worth a cent or two, not very much money at all. That isn't to say that that's the value of the woman. Because w- what's important to understand when we're dealing with tangible and intangible, 
tangible currency and the intangible value of another human being, there is no e equation. There is no ability to equate one to the other. And therefore, even if a man paid a million or a hundred million dollars uh, for, for the, the rights of marriage under the chuppah, that hundred million dollars is not the value of the woman. There's no way that you can equate the value of a human being to an amount of money. And even though we know the Torah does that when it comes to kofir and other, other situations, the Torah does assign an amount of money, but that's as a demonstration of, of a transaction. It's not to, to suggest in any way that that is the value of the human being. Once again, we cannot relate um, tangible value to intangible value or damage. And so with bullshit too. Although there is a way of evaluating the bullshit that a person has to pay to another person in the event that he or she has caused her uh, disreputation, that amount of bullshit is in no way compensates one. It's just an admission of culpability. It, it's some form of vindication for the other person, some, some form of admission of guilt by having to pay that amount of money. But in no way can amount, an amount of money truly compensate um, another individual for the damage done to them spiritually and humanly. That's why a person should rather give his life, so to say, than cause the spiritual damage to the soul of another human being that happens when you public, publicly humiliate another person. And with that background, we can understand the, the statement in our Gemara of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, who says this in the name of Rabbi Shimon. So once again, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda was a Talmud of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. So when the Gemara says that this is uh, in the name Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda in the name of Rabbi Shimon, he means Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai specifically, which is the same Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai who is the author of the comment that one should uh, rather give one's life than cause another person public humiliation. So commenting on our Mishnah, because in the Mishnah talks about a case where a man says, Patiti et bitoshel ploni. We have no evidence other than the man himself saying, I seduced the daughter of so-and-so. And we know that it, as a part of the payment is in, the, in that case is boshet. Part of the payment is paying for the shame that he caused. Uh, and in that case, says the Mishnah, that even though a person cannot initiate self-punishment, and therefore you can't be obligated to pay a fine, which is punishment, just by your own admission. Only a court can cause an individual to have to pay a fine. Only a court can impose punishment. We can't punish ourselves, but we can obligate ourselves. We can admit to the fact that we have a financial obligation, not a punishment, not a fine, but just a financial obligation. So in this case, when he, he admits to the based in and he says, I seduced this young girl, and therefore I owe her or her father the value of the boshet. I need to pay the boshet. The Mishnah says he pays. But on that, the Gemara says um, that in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, not, um, the, the Gemara says, sorry, in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, even though boshet is not a fine, it's financial compensation. And financial compensation, one can obligate oneself to have to pay. In this case of boshet, there will be no such payment. Because 
it isn't appropriate that any person can get up and make a public statement, I seduced such and such a girl, and therefore I have to pay her bullshit. But the fact is he's undermining her reputation. He's damaging her reputation. He's causing her shame. And although our Mishnah says, yes, he's causing her shame, but he's paying, he's compensating for, for that shame. Rabbi Shimon, in the name, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, holds by his view in Gemara Sotah that there is no compensation for shame, that a person should rather throw himself into a furnace than cause shame to another person. You cannot compensate a person uh, for shame. And therefore, for an individual to get up and on his own will declare that he owes this girl boshet, or her father, Boshet, because he caused her shame through having seduced her, that's not acceptable. We won't accept his words. We won't give him the credence because that would damage the reputation of the of the girl. Uh, and so once again, from understanding the uh, the conversation taking place here in the in the Gemara, the, the Mishnah stating that the compensation paid for Boshet is a valid, equitable compensation. Rav Shimon ben Yochai's view which echoes his view in Sotah that there is no equitable compensation for Boshet and therefore a man cannot pay for Boshet, emphasizes and amplifies how very careful we have to be in the way we treat others and to understand that in fact assassinating another person's character, this cancel culture that's become so prevalent, is not that dissimilar from an ethical point of view, from the Torah's perspective, is not that dissimilar to the fatwa that uh, that Ayatollah Khomeini came out with in 1989 against Salman Rushdie uh, to say that because I find your words offensive, you should be killed, is not that far from saying that because I find your words offensive, your reputation should be ruined forever. That's something that from a Torah perspective, we would not only never encourage, but never allow either. <laughs>